Hello and welcome to the Off-Season Outlook Podcast. I am your host once again, Fulton Cooper. Today, we're going to have a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, We're kind of waiting on the draft to actually get here. Next episode, I am going to try to do at least a full first-round mock draft of what I think is going to happen. And then in the final episode um, after that, we will do a recap of what happened in at least the first round of the draft. Um, Maybe go over some players that fell further than I thought they would, stuff like that. But for now, since we're kind of waiting for draft day to get here, um, I kind of want to go on a little bit of a different route. Um, As I mentioned in the first episode, um, I go to the University of Oklahoma, um, so I very closely watch OU football. Um, And I wanted to go over um, some of the players from OU that are going to be in this year's draft. Um, what round I think they may fall to, um, and just why I think a team should seriously consider taking them and why I think they might be a steal in the draft. Because a lot of these players, they weren't on a great team last year. Um, they went through a lot of changes with the coaching change with Lincoln Riley leaving the university, um, and Brent Venables stepping in. So they're a little bit of an interesting case, but these guys still have a lot of talent, um, and they showed that they can do a lot at OU. So without further ado, let's take a look at some of these guys and see what I think of them. So, um, the first guy I want to talk about, I don't really want to talk about him for very long, because um, he is probably the best player from OU going into this draft, and I don't think he's going to fall very far. That is Anton Harrison, um, the tackle. Um, and right now, a lot of people are projecting him to be a first-rounder, um, a little bit late first-rounder. Um, I think he's going to go in that 20 to 25 range. Um, but whatever team gets him, they are getting a solid tackle. This guy was a freak last year. He shut down every defensive player that came up to him. Um, and he was really the anchor of the offensive line for OU last year. Um, really they would have lost more games if it weren't for him. Um, and he's going to be a stud no matter where he goes. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about the sleepers from OU, um, First off, being Marvin Mims, um, wide receiver. Um, He is spectacular. Um, He kind of works better with the deep ball threat. He can go down field really fast and catch some of those long yardage passes. Um, He hasn't shown off as much of his short game um, in his time at OU um, because they kind of relied on him to be that go-down-the-field-and-catch-it guy. But he still has amazing route running. He has decent hands. He has <clears throat> he has been uh, known to drop passes here and there, but that's something that can be fixed with more training. Um, I think that he is going to probably go in the second round, um, kind of near the 60th pick maybe. Um, but whatever whatever team gets him, if they can develop him properly and mold him into what their quarterback needs for them, he can be a solid deep threat for any team in the league. Um, and I think he is going to be a steal for sure because he is going to drop because there are a lot of receivers in this draft but he is a sneaky pick Um, I could even see a team that's done their homework sneaking up to the beginning of the second or end of the first to get this guy Um, I think he's a really solid prospect and I think he's going to do a lot of the great things uh, no matter where he goes Um, moving on uh, to another offensive player Eric Gray, running back. Um, he was originally at Tennessee, transferred to Oklahoma, um, and he was their solid running back one last year. 
every play on the ground went through him almost. Um, and he was also solid in the passing game. Um, he's great at catching. He's very smart. He knows um, what he's looking at on the field. He knows what to look for. Um, and in the modern day of the NFL, you can pick a running back at just anywhere in the draft, and they can be one of your top guys. Um, he's he's fast. He knows how to make good cuts. Um, he doesn't get tackled very easily. Uh, I think he's probably going to end up falling to maybe even the third round. Um, but whatever team just happens to get him in the third round, is getting a solid running back option that they can mold um, to do just about anything they want to in their offense. Um, he may fall a little bit just because he hasn't been a big name. He wasn't in the running for the Heisman or anything like B. John Robinson or something. But he was a solid running back through and through all season long, and he is going to get a lot of touches and a lot of yards no matter where he goes. Next up, we have Wanya Morris, another tackle, another guy from Tennessee who came over with Eric Gray. Another solid tackle, not as good as Anton Harrison, obviously, but he's a solid guy. He's has a great personality. He is loyal, and he has a winning character to him. Um, he wants to see what's best for his team, um, and he's a solid 300-pound uh, lineman out there on the edge that can stop just about anybody. Um, and I think he's also going to go in the third round, maybe just a few picks later than Eric Gray. Um, and again, whatever guy gets the, whatever team gets this guy and is able to uh, mold him into what they need, he's going to be solid because he is pure raw talent and just pure beast-like size. He is huge. Um, after him, we got Jalen Redman, um, defensive lineman, and he made some. Big plays while at OU. He was always a solid defensive lineman right there on the edge. Um, always getting to the quarterback, breaking through the line. Um, has great hand work, um, good speed. Um, ran a 4-8 for a lineman. Pretty good. Um, and whatever team gets him, he's instantly going to be a key piece in their defense. He's going to get around the edge, get the quarterback, stop runs, whatever you need him to do. He's big, he's solid, um, and he has that can-do attitude that nothing's going to stop him. He's going to get through and help his team no matter what. Um, up next, we have Braden Willis, um, tight end, if you want to call him that, out of Oklahoma, obviously. Um, he was one of the highlights of the OU offense this year outside of really Eric Gray. I mean, cause Marvin Mims, he was good this year, but it wasn't his best year. Braden Willis had a solid year. He is a tight end. He's great at blocking. He's an amazing blocking tight end. And on top of that, he is a great receiver. He can go get long catches for you, make short check downs for you. And on top of all of that, he also used to be a quarterback in high school and has made some pretty impressive throwing plays. Um, one that I specifically remember was he threw a touchdown pass to Dylan Gabriel uh, in the game against Nebraska last year. So he's really a jack-of-all-trades. Obviously, he is going to be playing primarily as a tight end, um, just because that's what he played his, in college, and that's kind of what his size um, dictates. But say you need a fake play that you want to 
go throw to Lamar Jackson or something if he's with the uh, Ravens or something. I don't know. You can do it with him. He can do just about anything for you. He's um, a jackknife, a Swiss Army knife in there, and um, whatever team gets him, he can be a role player, and he can do basically anything they want him to do. Um, and they're going to be able to mold him into a pretty special player. Um, and even if he isn't used for any of that stuff, he's still just a solid blocking, catching tight end um, with experience and maturity. Lastly, um, there's a few other guys out of OU, but who I want to talk about last is um, Deshaun White, a linebacker. Um, he always made his presence known in the backfield. Um, he has great eyes. He knows what to look for. Um, obviously, the defense was not a strong suit for OU last year, but he was one of those guys that stood out with the likes of Billy Bowman, Danny Stutzman, Ethan Downs. He was the solid, experienced guy on the defense. He always knew what he was doing. He could always see what was coming. And he always was great at getting to the ball and making the safe tackle. Now, he's obviously not a household name or anything, so that's why he's dropping a little bit. I think he's actually probably going to go undrafted. But if he can get signed to a team and make it through a spring training, or sorry, summer training camp, I think he will earn a spot on a roster. I think he is going to prove um, that just through his knowledge and his athleticism, he deserves to be um, on an NFL team, and he can make plays that NFL teams need. So even if he does drop to being undrafted, he still has a great opportunity to make a name for himself in the NFL. Um, he's going to be a solid playmaker on whatever defense he ends up on. I would love to see him on the Cowboys personally. Um, I'd love to see any of these guys on the Cowboys. I always root for Cowboys to draft OU players just because I see them every game at, at OU. And I know, you know, the, the scouts and the draft analysts and stuff, they do a great job, obviously, of doing their research. But at the end of the day, they don't always see it within the context of what the team needs or what the team is. And they bring a, down, a guy down because of that. Um, but me, I'm watching every OU game. I see what their role is at OU, um, and I think they're all solid players. Um, and any NFL team that ends up getting them, any of these guys, is going to be getting a really great, talented athlete. So with that, I think we're going to wrap up here for today. Sorry it was a little bit of a shorter episode, um, but I just kind of wanted to give you um, a little bit of a... Uh, viewing of what OU has to offer in the draft this year. Um, obviously not as exciting as a few years ago with Baker going first and then Kyler going first and then CD going like 18th and, you know, Mark Andrews and all that stuff. But even in a down year, OU is still producing really great talent um, for the NFL. And all of these guys, even the ones I didn't mention, are probably going to be in the league at least for a good while um, and make a name for themselves. I believe in all of them. And I think whatever team ends up stealing all of these guys um, or whatever teams end up stealing all these guys are really going to be improving their roster um, for a low price as well. So um, anyway, guys, thank you for listening today. Um, like I said, the next few weeks we'll get really in uh, to the nit and gritty of the draft as it approaches us and um thanks for listening have a good day 
and I'll see you later.